With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and before we get into this episode, I wanted to do a little PSA and remind you that I put out multiple shows a week of Old Time Radio Westerns. You can check them out by going to otrwesterns.com or looking up OTR Westerns on your podcast application of choice. We're releasing over 10 episodes a week so far, about 100 a month. So definitely want you to check that out. Again, otrwesterns.com and check it out. I also wanted to invite you to check out my sister podcast site, otnetcast, and that's N-E-T-C-A-S-T. So O-T-N-E-T-C-A-S-T, netcast, otnetcast.com. We're currently releasing mystery genre shows, and this is shows like The Shadow, Escape, Suspense, and The Whistler. And we have plans on bringing other shows to the network for you guys to listen to. So it's my non-Western old-time radio channel that I can kind of do other genres that not only I like, but hopefully you would like too. You can check us out by going to otnetcast.com or searching O-T-N-E-T-C-A-S-T on your podcast app of choice. Now let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be Challenge of the Yukon. Original air date is October 16th, 1950, and the title is Fugitive from Bald Rock. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, as howling winds echo across the snow-covered reaches of the wild northwest, the Quaker Oats Company, makers of Quaker Pop Wheat... 
and Quaker Puff Rice, the delicious cereal shot from guns, in cooperation with the Mutual Broadcasting System, presents by special recording, Sergeant Preston of the Yukon. It's Yukon King, swiftest and strongest lead dog of the Northwest. Breaking a trail for Sergeant Preston of the Northwest Mounted Police in his relentless pursuit of lawbreakers. And then on your <laughs> Gold, gold discovered in the Yukon. A stampede to the Klondike in the wild race for riches. Back to the days of the gold rush. And the adventures of Sergeant Preston and his wonder dog, Yukon King, as they meet. The challenge of the Yukon. Do you believe in people? Do you believe that a man living in a mud hut in some dark, far-off corner of the world is still a man for all of that? If you do, this message is for you. It's the story of that man and his neighbors in a primitive village in the Orient, the Middle East, Africa, South America. There are thousands of such villages, all seeking something better than they have had before. Enough food to go around, a clean well, a school for the children. These are the freedom villages of our world today, and they're coming into the 20th century primarily by their own bootstraps. They need just a little help. A contribution in any amount will help swell the fund, and village by village, the free world will be strengthened. Send your contribution today to Freedom Village Care, New York 16, to any local care office. This message is brought to you as a public service. Preston and his great dog, Yukon King, were in Dawson to report to the inspector at the end of a patrol. They were walking down the town's main street, and an old friend whom the sergeant hadn't seen for some time came out of the cafe. Jim Harper. Uh-huh. Oh, well, as I live, I'm free to Sergeant Preston. Glad to see you, Sergeant. Glad to see you, Jim. You too, King. How's your daughter, Fanny? She's fine. How long have you been in Dawson? Just got in this morning. You finally give up the search for gold at Bald Rock? No, no, sir. Starting back there this afternoon. Huh? Fanny's been there alone since yesterday. I just came in to transact a little business with Andy Jenks. He runs the cafe, you know. Yes, I know. I can see him in there examining a heavy gold watch and chain. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is he? By the way, Jim, what time is it? Uh, all right, you get it. It's my watch he's got. That watch meant a lot to you, Jim. The last time I saw you, you said you'd start before you'd part with it. Well, I didn't tell it permanent, Sergeant Preston. And he's just holding it in security for the cash loan. I'll be able to pay him back inside of a few months. Well, you'll get the money to repay him at Baldrock. Well, I... Uh, the gold mine up there is played out, isn't it? Well, well, yes, you might say so. I got to get going, Sergeant. Penny's home alone. The power starts to back right away. Just a minute, Jim. What's going on at Baldwin? Right. You, what do you mean? I've been in Dawson less than an hour, and I've already heard about two men from Baldwin who came here to raise cash, and you're the third. So I've got to get going. Besides, I, I promised I wouldn't say anything. So long, Sergeant Preston. Goodbye, Jim. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Jim, there's something going on at Baldwin. 
wonder if the inspector heard anything. <laughs> a few minutes later, Sergeant Preston was in the office of his superior. When he had finished the report of his recent patrol, he spoke of Jim Harper and the others from Bald Rock who had come to town to raise cash. You heard about them, Preston? Yes, I have, Sergeant. Well, Bald Rock isn't on my patrol, sir. I don't know much about the community. Well, a lot of the people went there when gold was found in the mountains. They stayed planes and started work. They soon learned that the ore was of very low grade and practically worthless. Well, that doesn't explain why they're risking their most treasured possessions to raise money. No, it doesn't, Sergeant. And I'm curious. I have a week before I'm supposed to start out on patrol again. That time I could go to Bald Rock and look around, sir. I'd appreciate that, Sergeant. I'll overhaul my gear and start out in the morning, sir. Jim Hopper left Dawson that evening, and it was the following morning when Sergeant Preston set out on the trail along the rim of Willowark Canyon toward Bald Rock. The Mounties' dogs were big and strong, and paced by the great dog king, they covered ground much faster than Jim Hopper's aged team. Late afternoon found Sergeant Preston within sight of Bald Rock when Jim Hopper reached his home. Jim took the dog out of harness and then went inside to greet his 18-year-old daughter. Glad you're back, Pop. You made good time. Well, not bad, considering the age of my dog. How'd you make up? That's a fair penny. Fair to middling. Of course, the dogs aren't used to working. I don't mean the dog. <laughs> well, I got the cash I wanted. I told you Andy'd let me have it. Oh, well, Andy Jinx is a mighty shrewd man. If he knows that cash invested in Mr. Martin's syndicate, it must be all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Martin's got a good thing there. Well, I do hope Mr. Martin's on the level. Of course he is. He's a fine man. What's more, he knows gold mining. Had a lot of experience in California. Why, you said yourself you liked the gent. Well, yes, I did. You don't sound sure of it. What's wrong with Martin? But it's not Mr. Martin. Pop, it's his part. Curly Larson? Well, what's wrong with him? I don't know. Said or done anything wrong? Not that I know of. It's just his eyes. Well, there's... Well, sakes alive, you can't go on... The door. I'll open Oh, well, Mr. Martin. Howdy, Miss Penny. All right, Jim. Come in, Martin. Come on in. Thank you. Just got back from Dawson. Yes, I saw you coming into town. I'm all ready for you, Martin. Got the cash for that stock right here in my pocket. Fine. I'll make out a certificate for you. Here, Martin. Sit right at this table. There's a pen and ink. Thanks. Mr. Martin, are you sure there's gold in the mountain? Sure. <laughs> Why, Miss Penny, everyone knows there's gold there. Yes, but... Well, it's never been worthwhile to work this time. Because of shipping costs, my dear, because of shipping costs. You see, it's not worthwhile to ship a ton of ore all the way to the States for the fifty or $75,000 worth of gold it holds. But if that ore is refined right here in Bald Rock, now, that's a different story. If I didn't think it worthwhile, my dear, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> there you are, Jim. There's your stock certificate. Yeah, and here's your cash. Well, how soon are you going to begin building the refinery? Very soon, Miss Penny, very soon. You have to buy up a few parcels of land, then we'll be all ready to go. Oh. Who in tarnation is hammering on the door like that? Mr. Martin, here? Yeah, what's the excitement, Lodge? Mr. Martin. What is it, Curly? I've got to see you right away. You better come with me. Is there something wrong? I've got to see Martin, that's all. Must be urgent. It is. Will you come with me, Martin? Oh, yes, we're through here. I'll see you later, Jim. Yeah. Yeah, I hope nothing's wrong. I'm sure there's nothing serious. <laughs> Larson is an excitable man, you know. I'll see you later. Well, trouble, Plenty of trouble. Come with me. I'll tell you while we're walking to the caravan car talking. We've got to get out of here as fast as we can. We've got to travel fast and hide our tracks. Why? 
Sergeant Preston of the Mounties just came into town. Preston? I've heard of him. What's he doing here? This is office patrol. I don't know why he's here, but that's beside the point. The point is, it won't take him long to learn that we're selling stock on the promise of building a gold refinery. Soon find out that we have no intention of setting up any machinery or giving these people any return on their cash. How can he know our intentions? After all, Listen, Martin. I had trouble with the law in Whitehorse. What? I'm wanted for a couple of robberies and a shooting. You never told me that. It didn't matter until now. Preston sees me, I'm a going goose. And if he knows you're working with me, he'll find reason to hold you until he can check up. Then he'll learn that you haven't ordered any machinery. Well, we've collected a tidy bundle of cash. It's pretty near time to leave town anyway. Won't take us long to throw our gear together and get moving? First, we've got to take care of Preston's dog. King? Yeah. I'd never have gotten away from Whitehorse if King hadn't been wounded. We can track down any man who ever lives. What do we do? Shoot the man? No, no, no. Gunshot would bring Preston on the run. We'll take King along with us. Then he can't follow our sense. Talk sense, Curly. King's a one-man dog. He'd never go along with us. He's locked in a wooden crate. He won't have much choice. We'll just put the crate on our sled. Very smart, Curly. How do you get the dog inside a crate? Sergeant Preston wears his official police whistle on a cord around his neck. In an emergency, he uses it to call for help. King knows that whistle. He'll come when he hears it. Yes, but I... He doesn't know you, does he? No. Now, then you can get close to him in a crowd. Maybe in a cafe. The sharp knife, it won't be hard to cut the cord and take the whistle. If Preston goes to the cafe... He'll go there. Because that's the best place to get information. And you get the whistle. Don't waste any time. Bring it to me at the cafe. reasoning was logical and accurate. Sergeant Preston had gone to the crowded cafe for information, leaving King to watch the dog team behind the building. When Martin arrived, he saw the sergeant, and noticed particularly the cord around his neck, and correctly surmised that it was attached to a whistle in a pocket of Preston's tunic. He waited for over half an hour before he had an opportunity in the jostling crowd to cut the cord to gently remove the whistle with the still touch of a pickpocket. Then he hurried to rejoin Curly in the shack. You ready, Curly? Yeah. Just waiting on back. I just finished the crate. You get the whistle? Yes. Here. Have any trouble? No, but I had to wait for a good chance to steal it. Is the morning still in the cafe? He was when I left a minute ago. His dog's around in the back. And open that door and so. Right. Now, push the crate over close. There. That ought to do it. How are you going to get the dog inside? That's easy. You blow the whistle hard and the dog will come on a run. I'll walk him through this crack in the door. When it gets close, I'll get the door shut. <laughs> Lucky it opened out. It'll swing out wide. The dog will come bounding through the opening and be right inside the crate. Then you drop this gate and you'll have him. He'll raise an awful commotion when he finds he's trapped. Won't matter once we're clear out of town. I'll blow the whistle. <laughs> continue our adventure in just a moment. Boy, oh boy, that was a curved pitch that would fool any batter. 
Hey, kids, wouldn't you like to be in the ballpark and see how a star pitcher makes the ball curve right over home plate? Golly, everything about a major or minor league game is exciting. The crowds, the goodies, get in on that excitement. Come out to the ball game as guest of a major or minor league team. Walk right through the gate free if you're 12 years or younger and have mom or pop with you or another paying adult. It's as easy to get a free baseball ticket as going to the grocery store. Get it right inside packages of Quaker Puff Wheat and Quaker Puff Rice and Muffet Shredded Wheat. You get two free tickets inside Quaker Pack or 10. Names of teams and dates are on every ticket. Golly, why wait? Get a free baseball ticket package of Quaker Puffed Wheat or Rice, Muffet Shredded Wheat, or Quaker Pack or 10. If your store doesn't have the special packages yet, send a box top from the regular package to Baseball, Box 5205, Chicago 77, Illinois. Continue. King was with the other dogs of the team behind the cafe when he heard the whistle of his master. He couldn't understand it. He thought Sergeant Preston was still inside the cafe, but the whistle sounded from a shack a hundred yards or so away. King had been taught to obey that whistle, and after only a brief hesitation, he bounded through the snow toward the door of Curly's shack. As he came close, the door swung open, and the whistle sounded again inside the building. King saw a crate in the doorway. Instinct warned him of a trap. But it was too late to check his leap. He knew instantly that something was wrong. As he turned in the small space, a board dropped into a slot and blocked his exit. Yeah, we got him. All right, now let's get out. Grab that side of the crate. Take it out the back. That's what I've seen the hitch. You have the cash? Yes, right here. Where do we go? Down. The route through the canyon alongside the river. That's shorter. Soft snow in the canyon. Might get stuck. And these tracks. Take the longer route. It's safer. Feels like ice won't show tracks of our sled. Now grab that tree. It was not until some time later that Sergeant Preston discovered the loss of his whistle. He mentioned it to the owner of the cafe. What do you suppose happened to it, Sergeant? I can't imagine. Some investigators the loss of the whistle later. First, I want to talk to those men you told me about, Martin and Curly. I saw Martin here a little while ago, but he left. That was before I knew you were checking up on this proposition. What does he live? Uh, come with me. I'll show you. All right. Yeah, we'll go out the back door. From there, I can point out the shack where Martin and Curly are living. It's an old place that the prospectors built some time ago. Oh, is your dog, Sergeant? Oh, I don't know Hello, boys. Quiet down. Take it easy. Hey, where are you? I don't see your little dog. Neither do I. Hey. Hey! That shack right over yonder is where Martin and Curly live. The door is open. Yeah. Curious. I'll go see what's out there. During the walk across the hard-packed snow, Sergeant Preston was bothered by the loss of his whistle and the disappearance of King. But it didn't occur to him that the two were connected. He found both the front and back door of the cabin wide open. There was no sign of either Curly or Martin. Behind the shack, no tracks were visible on the icy snow. Meanwhile, Martin and Curly maintained a steady pace through gathering darkness. King had worked ceaselessly on the slats of the crate that imprisoned him. The wood was gouged and splintered from his strong fangs. When the sled reached the rim of a canyon, Curly called a halt. Oh, 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 you're my... Why are we stopping? The dog has been working on the crate. 
See if there's any chance he's getting free. You take the crate off the sled and tap over one side. All right. Here, for you don't get your fingers inside. Uh, get it down at the edge of the ravine. Right here. Now, we can leave it here. By the time the dog gets free, we'll be miles away. And take chances on that dog getting free. What are you going to do? I'm going to kill the mutt. No, no. Just shove the crate over the edge of the ravine. All rivers down below, fast and deep. That'll take Jay King. No, Curly, you can't just kill the dog. I'll handle this. Curly, you did it. Sure, I did it. Dog would kill me if he got the chance. While we're here, get rid of Preston's whistle. I don't want anyone to find you carrying a police whistle. Here it is. Toss it into the canyon. Now there's one more thing, Martin. Curly, what's the gun mean? It's about time I carried our money. All right, if you want to. You don't have to pull a gun on me. Toss that money to me. See here, Curly, if this is something... Toss the money. There you are. That's better. I'm sorry, Martin, but there isn't enough cash for both of us. What are you going to do? Curly. Curly, wait. Don't shoot me. Curly picked up the money pouch, stepped on the runners of his sled, and shouted to the dog. What? Curly didn't suspect that King had escaped from his recent prison. The crate, weakened by the powerful fangs of the great dog, had broken on impact with the water. King was free and swimming toward shore when Martin struck the water. King's instincts and training directed that he save human lives wherever possible. He knew that Martin's weak struggles were futile. Knew that the nearly unconscious man was drowned. The dog swam to Martin. His strong teeth found a grip on Martin's pocket. Then he set out for the ice plastic shore. Martin clung desperately to a slender thread of consciousness. With the aid of King pulling on the shoulder of his parka, he was able to crawl to the narrow strip of shore between the river's edge and the base of the sheer cliff. In the cliff, he saw a shallow cave that offered some protection and shelter. King left Martin and started upstream on the narrow beach at top of the Sergeant Preston has spent hours questioning the various people of Bald Rock without finding any trace of Martin or Curly or his great dog, King. He was with Jim Harper and his daughter. They could tell him nothing about King, but they went into great detail about the plans of Martin. Here's the stock certificate, Sergeant President. Doesn't the idea sound like a good one? Yeah, yes, it does. There is gold in the mountain. It's there. Only trouble is, it's low grade ore. If the ore could be refined here, those mines could operate at a profit. I think it's a. I hear a dog. It's King. King! King, old boy, where in the world have you been, fella? You're all wet. What happened to you? What a beautiful dog! Oh, yeah, boy. Steady now. What's the trouble? He's tugging at your leg. Want me to go somewhere, eh? But that's what he wants. <laughs> Go ahead, King. I'm following. King led the way to the rest of the dog team, sleeping in the snow behind the cafe. Without awaiting orders, he roused the team and put them in line. Sergeant Preston asked no questions. He strapped on the harness, hitched the tow line to his sled, knowing he could travel faster on the runners than he could by following King on foot. All right, King. On King! On your continue our adventure in just a moment. It's a home run! Hooray for our 
Scene. Golly, kid. Great ball games are a lot of fun, aren't they? He smashed that ball right out of the ballpark. And that puts our team ahead. Gee, I wouldn't miss seeing this game for anything. Say, are you fellas and girls getting in on the fun? Well, come on. Come out to the ball game as guest of a major or minor league team. Get your free baseball tickets right inside packages of Quaker Puffs wheat, Quaker Puffs rice, or Muffet shredded wheat. And two free tickets are inside Quaker Pack of Ten. Names of teams and dates are on every ticket. If you are 12 years or younger, just bring mom or dad or another paying adult and see major or minor league baseball games free. So rush to the grocery store. Get free baseball ticket packages of Quaker Puffs wheat or rice, Muffet shredded wheat, or Quaker Pack of Ten. If your store doesn't have the special packages yet, send a box top from the regular package to Baseball, Box 5205, Chicago 77, Illinois. Go to the ball game free. See home run hitters in person. Now to continue. King followed his own back trail into the ravine and along the riverbank instead of taking the course followed by Curry's flare, which had led to the rim of the canyon. Suddenly, Sergeant Preston saw a gleam of yellow flame and a moment later realized that it was a campfire burning in a shallow cave in the side of the canyon. <laughs> Preston leaped from the runners and hurried to the side of Martin, who lay close to the fire. Wounded, eh? Yes. Yes, Sergeant Preston. Yes, I'd like to know who you are, but don't talk too much of it. Hurts. Uh, I'm Martin. Huh? Who shot you? Curly. That dirty double-crossing crook. I'll have to cut away your clothes. Oh. Look at that wound. Uh, how did you find me? My dog brought me here. <laughs> Doggy. Saved my life. Pulled me out of the river in spite of what I did. What did you do? Curly and I, we knew you'd learn about our swindle. Figured we'd better get away while we had the chance. While Sergeant Preston dressed the wound, which was not serious, Martin told about the theft, the Mounties' whistle, and the capture of King, and the attempted murder. I don't deserve to live after what I did. I've heard about you, Martin. You're supposed to be a top-notch engineer. I used to be good. I know my business, but got off on the wrong foot. Well, your wound's dressed. Thanks. I'm going to build up the fire and leave you here with some food while I try to overtake Curly. He's heading for Connor's Creek. You go straight on to the canyon, you'll save a lot of time. I hope you get that. I'll try. Go on, Jane. Oh, line him up, boy. Line the trail. Curly had stayed on the canyon's rim where the trails were hard packed and would show no tracks. But Sergeant Preston, by going through the canyon, cut miles on the route. He didn't realize how close he was to Curly until King suddenly barked. Then the Mountie saw a vague shape in the darkness ahead. Get him, King! King was off like an arrow from a bow, streaking ahead of the team. Curly heard his snarls and heard. He saw the furry shape charging with leaps and bounds. No, no, it can't be. He hesitated, unable to believe that King was still alive. He went for his gun, but he waited too long. King was in the air in a final mighty leap. He stuck to it, the killer in the chest, and sent him sprawling. All right, Curly, it's the end of your trail. I'll take over, King. Get the dog off, Jim. He's a ghost dog. No ghost, Curly, but that's not your fault. You tried hard enough to kill him. Get to your feet. I'll pick up Martin and go back to Baldock. Yes, he's alive, and he'll be a witness for the crown against you. It was the following morning when Sergeant Preston brought his prisoners into Bald Rock. Word of the swindle quickly spread throughout the community. Also the word that Sergeant Preston wanted everyone who had bought stock to assemble in the cafe. Jim Hopper and his daughter and many others were there with their stock certificates. Disappointment was stamped on their faces. When Sergeant Preston arrived, he was accompanied by Martin. 
A hot, sweaty assembly. All of you people were defrauded. You know that by this time. <laughs> I have your money here intact. I can redeem all the stock certificates. First, I want to tell you one thing. Martin had a plan, and it's a good one. He intended to swindle you, and so did Curly. However, Martin has the know-how and the cash enough to do exactly as he promised. Folks, folks, I want a chance to redeem myself. I want to build a refinery and go ahead, just as we planned. If you people can see your way clear to give me another chance... What about Curly? Curly's in jail and he'll stay there. He's wanted for a number of crimes in addition to the attempted murder of Martin. Martin, however, has made just one mistake and he regrets it. Do you think we should give him another chance? Yes, I do. Just to safeguard your interest, Jim, you handle the money. I'd rather have it that way. One of you men handle the money. Just let me work. Yeah, sounds fair enough. What do you say, boys? Then that's settled. We'll build a refinery. It was some time after the affair in Falls Rock when Sergeant Preston reported to the inspector after a regular patrol. There was a curious expression on the inspector's face. You lost your official whistle in Falls Rock. Yes, sir. Try this one. What? Well, this looks like gold. It is, Sergeant. All but the card. That's made of silk. That's my name engraved on it. That's right. It's made of the first gold to be refined in Baldock. It's a duplicate of our official whistle. Except that it's made of gold. It's a gift to you and the people of Baldock. You were a little premature when you said that the Baldock situation had been concluded when you put Curly into jail. Yes, sir. I seem to have been premature. I didn't suspect anything like this when the Bald Rock case was closed. We'll return in just a moment with a word about our next exciting adventure. There's Roaring Adventure on Mutual. Tales that will take your breath away and transport you into lands where danger is your constant companion. First, we take you far up into the barren Yukon territory of yesterday, where icy winds and howling wolves are enough to drive a man wild, and civilized ways are gone and never present lust for gold. Now, let's go to another lawless world, the west of early frontier days. Not so cold, but which makes up for the freezing temperatures with trigger-tense tempers, where the gun is a man's lease on life. This is a country which abounds with cattle rustlers and where miles and miles go by before you see any signs of life. The West, beautiful but wild, a land which cries out for the hand of the law. You will never lack for adventure on Mutual, whether it freezes you with fear in the wild Northwest Territory or singes you with the acrid heat of the Western Plains. It's all on Mutual every week over most of these stations. Gunman strikes without warning, and no one knows his identity. Unless Sergeant Preston can capture him before the gold shipment is sent out, the sergeant is almost certain to be heading into a deadly ambush. These Sergeant Preston of the Yukon Adventures are brought to you every Monday through Friday at this time by the Quaker Oats Company. Makers of Quaker Pop Wheat and Quaker Pop Rice. 
the delicious cereal, Shot from Guns. By special recording in cooperation with the Mutual Broadcasting System. They are a copyrighted feature of Sergeant Preston of the Yukon Incorporated. Created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, and directed by Fred Flowerday. The part of Sergeant Preston is played by Paul Sutton. This is J. Michael wishing you goodbye, good luck, and good health from Quaker Pop Wheat and Quaker Pop Rice. So long. This is Mutual, radio network for all America. This has been a presentation of otrwesterns.com, and we hope you enjoyed. Please take some time to like and rate our shows in your favorite podcast application. Follow us on Facebook by going to otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel by going to otrwesterns.com slash YouTube. And send us an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail, 707-986-8739. This episode is copyright under the attribution non-commercial share like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Have a great day, and thanks for listening.